Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, August 15th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created, along with weather data, in order to make one money line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll all give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to still be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, last time we talked... Uh, we, we said that the Padres really needed a right-handed bat uh, to acquire here, and it looks like they had some plans to acquire a, a, a right-handed bat uh, to the middle of their lineup, and uh, it looks like that uh, that trade acquisition has fallen through now. Yeah, I don't think he passed his physical is what I, is what I understand. Uh, that's one way to put it. Absolutely, that's one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just a wild story. I had talked about this previously. I was, I was kind of waiting on you to come back because we had talked about this specifically. Yeah. But I mean, it, what a wild story! Yeah. I mean, um, uh, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you think he's lying about the whole ringworm ringworm thing? I think he is. It's probably nine and a half. Like nine know, and a half. He okay. Was, he, he's he he did it, and then was like, "Oh crap! I got to find a reason." Oh, ringworm right. medicine has this in it. I think so. Right, but it's not, it's not even the same medicine. It's actually a, yeah. a different medicine. And I'm like, at first it was like, oh, like this thing is like, you treat this like, no, that's actually a slightly different medication. What he took would have made that worse. And it's like, oh, no, this just got worse. I mean, it's just a, it's just a bizarre story. And obviously, uh, I don't know if, if you saw it, but, you know, uh, Clevenger called him out. And, of course, yeah. given Clevenger's issues with not following rules and COVID protocols in 2020, I'm like, man, if Clevenger's calling you out, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know you're really in trouble. I saw something. Now, what a, a bunch of doctors that went, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bunch of doctors were like, no, like nobody would ever give them that. This wouldn't happen. Like nobody would write a prescription for the wrong thing. No pharmacy would ever fill the wrong thing. And, it, and I saw, I saw a good meme where they were from previous things where they were yelling at each other, and it was the, something about how the, this you can get whatever over the counter at Walmart for ten dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. Um, yeah, just a wild, a wild story there, and that that it's 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 obviously sad. I was obviously we're all hoping to see. We all want everyone to be as good as possible, and that makes it more fun. Uh, would have really made the Padres a lot more a lot closer to the Dodgers. It is the Dodgers still a super team, and uh, Padres still kind of a notch a notch behind them. Uh, so that's that's been our drama for the week. Is, is there anything else in the last week that was drama? Wise, I feel like that's the only story that really uh, took baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that I think that's really it. I mean. There's nothing really dramatic going on besides Tatis, I guess, rushing to get back to help his team, I guess, is the best reason you can put on it. Yeah, yeah, fair. fair. I, that would be the that would be the glass half full look at it was, yeah. you know, just trying to trying to get back sooner. But uh, a lot of games today, 14 games, most I can ever remember on a Monday, other than like a Memorial Day type thing. But before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following 
It's free, and the only way is to turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment for on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And we've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They're a team of five with over 125 years combined experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or website. The links are in the description. We got that one afternoon game here as part of a doubleheader. Tigers at the Guardians, 310 Eastern first pitch. It'll be a nice day in Cleveland, upper 70s, a slight chance of rain for both games here, but it doesn't seem like it's going to delay things as much as it might just be a sprinkle here maybe causing a little bit of wetness there to play through, but otherwise it should be nice. Winds will be blowing in from right center at about 10 miles an hour. That's why the model has a decreased total on this one, despite the subpar pitching. Model says total of 7.4. The actual total is 8, so the model would like maybe an under in this one. Obviously, a Tigers team under is always something that's intriguing, given how bad their offense is. Drew Hutchison versus Aaron Savali. Savali is fairly average. According to the model, it does have a 605 ERA, but a but underlying metrics say it should be around four. Drew Hutchison's one of the weaker starting pitchers, according to the model. Mid four ERA underlying metrics say it should be a little bit worse, and the guy's not going to give you a lot of length. So an edge here for the Guardians with regards to starting pitcher, and of course they have a big edge on offense. Bullpens are probably about a wash, but the model thinks the Guardians should be favored by a lot more. Model says Guardians minus 240. Guardians minus 210 is a B pick for me. It's a B plus pick. I waffled on A and B here. The, the biggest, the hardest thing here, it, determining A and B or, or B and C on some of these with the odds is just the fact that the grade that I give it ties to how many units we give it. So it's not like in, in basketball or, or, you know, when we get to college football, you know, right around the corner, when you give an A or B grade, it's you're kind of standard what you're wagering and what you're getting back. This one's a little bit tougher because I'm giving this one a B grade because we're having a wager over four units just to win two. So it's kind of an A grade equivalent in that we're going to collect back six units. Um, I, I, there's a huge edge here on the Guardians. It's definitely worth a look, in my opinion. The odds are steep, but I think they should be higher. The Guardians should run away with this first game with the Tigers throwing such a bad starter uh, leading off in Hutchison here for game one. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think Detroit has forgotten how to play baseball, and uh, I don't think they're going to get it back anytime soon. So I really think Cleveland has got this one in the bag. I think I think they get both of them today, but uh, it's just they're Cleveland's playing really good. Zavali's not yep. not a terrible pitcher. You know, yeah, very and, average. Yeah, with that well, uh, the four bat the four, top four batters like Quan Rosario Ramirez and Naylor. Like he's in the mm-hmm. top four. He might be better fifth, but that's that's a really deadly punch for a team with a bad pitching like Detroit. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, moving on to the evening game, 640 Eastern first pitch. Phillies at the Reds will be in the upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. Slight breeze out, 5 to 10 miles an hour, which isn't going to help these two pitchers. Uh, Noah Syndergaard versus Mike Miner. Syndergaard gets an, an average rating, according to the model, a 396 ERA underlying metric, so you should be right there. Uh, just a run-of-the-mill pitcher. It's, all, it's also it's crazy to me thinking how good he was at one point to just call him average now. Uh, and it's not like he's just average at you know 39. You know he's still uh, you know should be pitching better than this, but the injuries you know catch up to everybody at some point with how many he's had. Average starting pitcher here for the Phillies, much below average starting pitcher here for the Reds and Mike Miner. 6.24 ERA underlying metrics say 
that it should be uh, about where it is. Uh, Phillies offense much better, bullpen much better, starting pitcher much better. The Phillies should be favored. The question is by how much. This game is priced fairly well, in my opinion. The model says Phillies minus 182. Um, so I'll take the Phillies at minus 183. It's just a lean. I think the Phillies are the right side here. It's just hard to get that excited about it laying this big of a number. But I don't think it's a bad investment. It's, it's very different than what we talked about. Uh, over the weekend with the Dodgers. And had you bet the Dodgers all three games, uh, you would have lost money because you needed them to sweep at those odds. Just about with the Padres. If you bet the Padres all three games, you would have lost money. Um, we have to be careful with sometimes these big odds. The Phillies aren't in that boat. They're not in the like, they're, such a, they're a bad investment. It's just not one that I'm overly excited about. They're the right side. They should win. But on the road here at this price of minus 183, I'll back them. It's a secret pick. It's kind of like I talked about in the previous one, though. With these odds, it's like the grades aren't necessarily 100% indicative here. It's like a C-plus pick, and that I think it's a decent investment. It's just we're already having to wager almost two units just to win the one, so I don't want to put – I don't want to give it a B-grade because that means i got to put almost four units on it to win two. It's just a little too much. I think the value is somewhere in between those two. So a C-plus pick for me on the Phillies. I don't think it's a bad play here. This Reds team is pretty terrible. Uh, Mike Miner is extremely terrible. Um, but the odds are just not not low enough for me to get that excited about. This drops a dime or so. Now we're talking about maybe B-grade value, getting a little bit more excited. But the premium here at minus 183, just a little bit too high for me. So like I said, I'll be on the Phillies, but it's not a pick I love. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'll take all possible opportunities to fade Mike Miner. Um, anytime he's on the mound, I'm taking the other team. And I mean, I don't like the price here, but I'm just going to take it because it will be money in my pocket is the way I look at it. Just not as much as I would like. And then the Reds offense can't help him out. The Phillies aren't have a good offense. They're not throwing their best pitcher, but you know, that's a lot better than Mike Miner. <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of pitcher, the model says this one has a total of 9.7. I'm seeing totals of nine out there. This actually might be my favorite over of the day here. If you're playing totals uh, nine and a half, I wouldn't like it as much, but at nine, I really like going over on this one. Like you talked about, Mike Miner is very terrible. The Phillies might get nine runs by themselves in this game. Uh, we're having to pay a premium on the Phillies, but we're not having to pay that premium on the total, which is surprising. If I, I was expecting it to be nine and a half. And then I might, I was expecting to say, we're also having to pay a premium on the total, but we're not having to pay that premium on the total it just being at nine i think is worth a look there and that over should be a lot of runs the phillies should score a lot of runs the reds probably get a couple off of Syndergaard because he's not that great but but not enough to overcome how bad mike minor is yeah. there is good good enough to get one for him there you go there you go yeah it's it's i, I feel bad for joey Votto. i was listening to him in the uh, field of dreams game and i'm like this guy seems like a really fun guy. Everyone talks raves about him. He seems awesome. And it's like, they traded away like all of his good teammates. And it's like, man, I want that, I want that guy to have success, like yeah. to, to have, be surrounded with teams that win. And, not in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. 640 Easter first pitch. Padres, the Marlins uh, should be a massive pitcher stool here. Joe Musgrove versus Sandy Alcantara here. I mean, what's to say about these two pitchers? Musgrove has struggled a little bit as of late, but still holding down a sub-three ERA. And the metrics say it should be in the low threes. 
Sandy here should run away with a Cy Young at this point, assuming nothing crazy. A 201 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics have him more around three, so probably not that good, but the results have been fantastic. Uh, and as we talk about, a guy who can just give you so much length, it's a real differentiator between him and the rest of the league, is that he's a guy who can consistently go out there and get you eight innings, and that's just really rare these days to see him caught. You're used to seeing like every once in a while a guy like a Verlander or maybe an Otani or a Cole or whatever go eight innings, but I feel like Alcantara goes eight innings like every game, you know, when he only goes set, when he only goes seven, it's a surprise, right? How it's so weird. I know I've got him in my fantasy baseball league, and I'm, this has been my favorite one. I'm like, thank God it for you, because otherwise my pitching staff is terrible. <laughs> yeah, he he's been a, a, just a, a joy to watch. Massive pitchers duel here, totals of six and a half, so a sub seven total here. Model says six point eight, so. A model might say, look over. It's tough to say. I think six and a half is pretty well priced. It's not one that I think should be a lower total. And the Padres' offense is still pretty good. Uh, this Marlins' offense obviously is terrible, but the Marlins' relievers are really bad. This game, I think, is priced really well. Model says minus 125 for the Padres. Um, I'll take the Padres at minus 130 with a lean. I think it's priced really well. The reason I'm on the Padres, I do wonder, we talk about how deep Alcantara goes in these games. And I do wonder if, is he able to go that deep against a good Padres offense? He he should still have success because I think he's going to have success against anybody. But you do wonder, will this Padres offense be able to drive this pitch count up enough to get him out after six innings, seven innings, get a couple innings, those Marlins relievers, those Marlins relievers not very good, and that could be the difference maker in this game. That's kind of the the, the question mark there. You know, if, if you think Alcantara can roll through this Padres offense, it's a little bit different of a story, but he can't score runs for them. Musgrove's a pretty good pitcher. Like I said, I think it's priced fairly well, but I think maybe the Padres can at least wear down Alcantara, and he won't go eight or nine innings. That might be the difference here. I'll take the Padres with the lean at minus 130, but again, I think this game's priced really well. should be fun to watch, but it's hard to really find a good investment opportunity in this game, in my opinion. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this is one of the ones I'm staying away from just because I think it's priced exactly right. I think there's a great chance the Padres win, but there's also the chance that a contra is on one and goes nine and shuts them out. And the one run the Marlins can score off a reliever here is where, where they win. So I just, it really scares me because there's more of a chance that all contra just dominates him because he, he's done that several times this year, just been out there yep. and it can just take one and get a win. Seems to have the opposite problem as DeGrom. Um, he can always get yeah. one who he needs, uh, <laughs> but so I'm really staying away. I'm going to watch it because this should be fantastic. Watch it, yeah. and just go at it. But other than yeah, that, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good other opportunities for investment purposes, but this one should be one to watch just for uh, how how good both these pitchers are. It should be a really entertaining game. It should be a quick game with how these pitchers should dominate, make it roll roll right through. Uh, 7.05 Eastern first pitch, Cubs at the Nationals. Uh, around 70 degrees to start, mid-60s to close. No real wind effect here in this one. Marcus Stroman versus Josiah Gray. Uh, Stroman, a 4.20 ERA, underlying metrics, have it a little bit better than that. He gets an above-average rating. Josiah Gray gets an average rating of 481 ERA on the season, and the underlying metrics have it um, a little bit higher than that as well. So just kind of run-of-the-mill starting pitcher here. Um, 
bad baseball all the way around here in Cubs Nationals. I mean, it, it, the model says 7.3 for the total, so maybe you can look under 8. With regards to the side, I think it's priced fairly well. I'll take the Cubs at minus 132 just because I don't like backing the Nationals. Model says Cubs minus 126. This one's, I think it's well-priced here with regards to the side. Bad baseball, probably not one you want to watch. I don't know what else to say about this one other than don't watch this game. What do you, what do you think, Jake? Yeah, I, I'm staying away from this one because I don't want to encourage these teams to play baseball anymore. I want them to <laughs> just stop and just it'd be a lot better on everybody. But so fair, very guys, fair. Staying away. Please don't watch this one unless unless you're a fan of a team, and then I'm I'm very sorry. It you know it's you know it, you know people want to hear I'm an Astros fan, and I I watch a lot of those bad Astros teams. At some point though, you know there is a mental health aspect to it where there were some times it was just like. This team's bad. I just I'm gonna do something else with my night. Like I'm a fan, but I don't have to. It'll have to watch <laughs> when they're when they're. Bad. updates are enough. That's fine. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I will say, like I said, that the under is I think worth a look in this one. Again, a chillier night in Washington. Um, Stroman is a good pitcher. Josiah Gray's decent enough. Two below average offenses. The biggest fear you have there is with regards to the relievers, maybe a first five under. Of course, the problem is they weight that first five under even lower, so you're having to pay the premium for it. But some form of an under might be a better investment. Like I said, I think the side market is priced fairly well in that one. 705 Eastern start time raise at the Yankees. It'll be mid-70s in New York for this one for the most part. More upper 70s to start, more on the lower end of that to close. A slight breeze blowing in around five miles an hour. Ryan Yarbrough versus Garrett Cole. Yarbrough really struggling this season. 508 ERA underlying metrics have that pretty uh, spot on. Uh, he's had some success occasionally as the bulk guy, but for the most part, just a really rough season for him. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, the 338 ERA underlying metrics say it should be around three. Cole's uh, having a pretty good season and a bounce back start last time out after the disastrous one before that against the Mariners, but looked really good last time out. Um, Model has this as Yankees minus 242. That is giving them a little bit of penalty for playing last night. I'll take the Yankees at minus 230. It's a B-grade pick. I made the comment, anytime the model has a Yankees edge, I want to jump all over it. This one I'm a little hesitant on just because, as we've seen, the curse of Sunday Night Baseball, not really a curse, just more of a the other team's already in, rested, and that team playing the night before, coming off of a rivalry game, that sort of thing. Although Sunday Night games tend to be bigger matchups. Teams playing on Sunday Night Baseball have done very poor the next day. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant here on the Yankees, but it's a decent enough edge. Yarborough is terrible. Garrett Cole can win this one by himself. I don't think this Rays team is that great. Um... The the biggest thing here for me on this one, talking about the Sunday night thing, is with the Yankees having lost last night and having lost two of three, if there is any mental hangover from playing last night, that should be pretty easy to wash away because they should be hungry to go out there and, and get a win. Had they just swept the Red Sox, maybe it's a different story. Maybe there's a little bit of a hangover effect there. Not that the Red Sox are the best team in the world, but again, beating your rival on the road like that would be nice. But having lost two of those three games, having lost the one last night with Cole in the mound, I think the Yankees is just too much here. And the price isn't that steep. I'm surprised it's not a little higher. I think it's a decent investment at 230. It's a B grade pick for me. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is one of the worst teams to go against when you're struggling like Yarbrough is. He just cannot find the ball, and this Yankees lineup is just loaded. It's going to be bad, especially 
in Yankee Stadium where the field's kind of shifted in their favor. It's going to, it's going to be rough. Uh, I really like the Yankees here. I, I'm with you. I thought it was going to be one of those almost getting close to three minus 300. Yeah. So yeah. when I saw it below 250, I was I jumped on it right away. Cause I, I yeah, I'm, I'm like you, I was, I was expecting like minus 290 or something for the Yankees. Yeah. And he'd be like, well, I guess I'll take like a plus 260 on the raid just because that's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm taking the Yankees on <laughs> anytime I can back this team and feel good about it. I, I will. Cause they are an incredible team. I know they're going through a rough stretch, like one and 11, but they'll turn that around. It, not, yeah. And it's like, you see this again. I always talk about like random variability is so much stronger than our brains want to want to understand. And a team looks fantastic for so long, and they aren't that good. The Yankees were never as good as that crazy run that they had. They're still very, very good. And they're not as bad as a stretch either. Obviously, uh, they're they're you know somewhere in between. They're still a very good baseball team, um, and they get a boost facing a left-handed pitcher as they're pretty right-handed heavy. Uh, these days. So, I mean, uh, getting a boost facing a lefty, they, they have an edge with regards to the relievers here. Uh, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm surprised this price was too low. I think the Yankees make a lot of sense here. Uh, total seven and a half. Model says 7.9. The model really thinks the Yankees are going to score a lot of runs tonight. It's a total I think I'd probably stay away from personally, just because with Cole in the mound, uh, if there is any um, effect from the travel from last night that might affect the Yankees bats. They might not score as many. And so it's a total. I think I would just stay away from completely might be low scoring in total of seven and a half would indicate. So, um, but like I said, I think Cole can win this game by himself here. I think, I think, you know, this feels like a, if it's, if it's three, nothing Yankees or, you know, six, two Yankees, either of those seems pretty reasonable, but I, I don't, I don't, I, I see the Rays only scoring if it's a uh, garbage time stuff. I think otherwise Cole should be able to dominate this one. Yeah, have you seen the stuff about Joey Gallo? The teams that he's on this year is it's on a 120 win pace. I had not seen that, but yeah, it's like he was with the Yankees and then they trade him away and they can't lose. Yeah. Uh, they, they can't lose before and then they can't win without him. And now the Dodgers uh, seemingly can't lose once they've got him. That's kind of crazy. That was a good clubhouse he, he's, guy. Yeah, he's a great clubhouse guy, apparently. Also, again, a reminder random variability, people, because <laughs> obviously Joey Gallo is not a very good baseball player. Uh, Orioles at the Blue Jays, 7.05 Eastern start time. Kyle Bradish versus Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, two below average running pitchers. Bradish not as bad as that 6.42 ERA underlying metrics have him in the mid fours. Yusei Kikuchi, on the other hand, about as bad as that 5.13 ERA. Uh, Kikuchi's just been absolutely terrible. I want to fade this guy every way we can. Uh, I would love to go over. Unfortunately, the total is 9.5. Model says probably still look over, but it's not one that's nearly as exciting as if it was at nine model thinks 9.8 there should be some runs in this game toronto's a fairly hitter friendly ballpark two below average starting pitchers uh blue jays relievers below average as well blue jays offense good um orioles offense competent enough model thinks a lot of runs here but the model thinks the blue jays should be a minus 126 favorite so at plus 141 it's an a grade pick for me on the orioles like i said i want to fake kikuchi every which way we can he's been absolutely terrible uh this orioles a set of relievers is their strength. I think that's what gets it done here for them. The Blue Jays will struggle to score late. Again, as you talked about this, Blue Jays offense just not that good against right-handed pitching. It's left-handed pitching is a different story. But against right-handed pitching, their edge and how much better their offense is over the Orioles is a lot smaller than otherwise. They're at home. Again, they should be favored, but they should not be favored by minus 153. Again, it's Orioles or pass. I love the Orioles here at these plus odds. I think they got a chance. It's barely better than a coin toss here for the Blue Jays. So, uh, even if we're slightly less than 50% on this plus 141 play, that'll be a great investment for us. Jake, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'm with the Orioles here. I, I, I can't say the Blue Jays pitcher's name, but he, uh, I fade him at every opportunity because this is he's just he's bad. The Blue Jays' yeah. offense isn't good enough to make up for as bad as he is. And where I think the Orioles are the opposite, I think their offense can sometimes show up and, ca- and carry a pitcher that's having a bad night. And sometimes either way, and I, I know this has no statistical or scientific things, but it seems like the Orioles almost are like destined to make the playoffs here. That they, they just I hope so. I hope you're right. Great for them every time it seems, and you know I'm just going to keep going with it as long as I get, especially with plus odds. I'm, I'm going to yeah. ride that wave. I hope you're right. It's a fun team to watch. It's it's just it, how bad we thought they would be at the start of the season, and that they're like competent, like a decent baseball team here. It's they're so they're so fun to watch. I hope you're right. I hope they make the playoffs. I, I root for them most every night, even if I'm playing against them. I'm kind of like I still wouldn't mind them winning. You know, I I really want them to make the playoffs just because it's such a fun story. Yeah, and I mean, after trading away Mancini, you kind of thought like, oh, the steam's going to run out here. Like in Lopez trade deadline, and just kept going. So. I'm a writer. Yeah. Put money in my pocket. Absolutely, absolutely. Great value there on the Orioles at those plus odds. Game two in Cleveland. Tigers to the Guardians. It'll be a 7-10 Eastern start time. Mid-70s to start, low 70s to close. Wind still blowing in here around 10 miles an hour. Still some chance of showers, but probably not going to affect things too much. Uh, the model's treating this as a bullpen game for both teams. Brian Garcia versus Xavion Curry. Uh, neither pitcher has good numbers. Neither pitcher... Um, in AAA, Garcia's pitched a little bit here up at the big leagues. It, it's going to be a lot of innings from relievers. Uh, again, Curry's numbers bad enough in AAA that I I don't expect it is now against the Tigers. Anything's possible, right? The Tigers are the team to have success against. So I mean, he might go out there and throw six shutout because it's the Tigers, right? I feel like you and I could go out there and maybe throw six shutout <laughs> against the Tigers. Um, obviously not true. Um. But, you know, he, he may have some success against him, but his underlying metrics bad enough in AAA. The model thinks he's not going to last very long. It'll be mostly to the relievers. So mostly a bullpen-type game here. Again, the model thinks go under. It's a little bit scary here to go under in game two of a doubleheader. A lot will depend on what the pitching usage happens in game one. So if you're looking to back a total in this one, I would definitely wait until game one happens and see which relievers are used, how many relievers are used, because the relievers are going to play heavy in this one. So if the teams are using a bunch of relievers in game one, it's going to make game two's total a lot tougher to go under. But if those relievers are all mostly fresh, then that makes the under maybe in game two a little more enticing. So something to keep an eye on there. Again, model thinks under, but it doesn't really know. It doesn't know what's going to happen in game one with regards to the relievers. So uh, just a caveat there. I think game two is priced much better than game one. Model says Guardians minus 186. I'll be in the Guardians at minus 191. Not really a, a mathematical play. One I think to stay away from. I think there's other better investments here this evening. Um, just to lean for me here because i got to pick something. But I think this game's priced very well. Uh, it's really just to stay away for me personally. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, there's too many things that can happen in this one with two pitchers that we really – not seen enough of to even have a great way to gauge them. So I'm, I'm staying away. I think the Guardians win. They're they're a better all-around team. But like you said, if that first game goes a little tight and gets into the bullpen, like with all that factored in, you could it could be really weird doubleheader game. So yeah. I'm just going to stay away. I'll play the first one, and then maybe if I'm having a great day by the time this one comes around, I might throw a little bit on the Guardians. But right now I'm staying away from it. Yeah, it's 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 the fact that – you know, the Guardians have a much better offense, and they're at home. 
if, if all the pitching's a wash, they should win. But having to pay that premium is like uh, it's just it, yeah, it's like it, it's hard to, to to say that paying that sort of price in a who knows what we're going to get from the pitchers? Who knows how many relievers are going to throw? Which relievers are going to throw? It's like, yes, the Guardians have a better offense, but like that's just really a steep price for who who knows what's going to happen pitching wise in this one and, and what could be a wild game. Again, Guardians should win, uh, but that price is just blah in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's that's why I want to stay away. Yeah. Uh, what should be a really good game here at seven twenty Eastern Mets at the Braves. It'll be a warm one in Atlanta to start off with. Upper 80s to start, upper 70s to close. Wind will be blowing out at about 5 to 10 miles an hour, so boost to the bats there. A chance of a pop-up thunderstorm. We see this a lot in Atlanta. It probably, the game, we should be able to get 9 in. It just might cause a delay, uh, whether it's in the middle of the game or the start of the game. So something to keep an eye on there with the thunderstorms. Any play you make on this one that involves starting pitchers or totals, things of that nature, maybe just wait until we get close we have a better idea of what's going to happen with regards to uh, the timing of the weather this game, especially um, model thinks over, model says 8.5 for the total. Total is eight, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's really warm to start off with. If this game, if the thunderstorm delays us and we start this an hour later, all of a sudden it's a lot cooler temperatures. So then the model probably wouldn't like the over, probably says stay away. So uh, something to keep an eye on there with the weather. Maybe just wait if it's outside is a different story, but Anything that the weather might affect, maybe just wait later in the day to lock those bets in just because we'll know more as we get closer. Otherwise, again, it should be a fantastic game. Carlos Carrasco versus Spencer Strider, two good pitchers. Carrasco, 376 ERA, underlying metrics say he's actually been better than that. Very good pitcher. Strider's been great this season, a 311 ERA, and the underlying metrics actually say it should be in the low twos. Strider's biggest issue we talk about all the time is pitch count. When he gets wore out, people can can drive him out of the game. Otherwise, if he can control that pitch count, not walk batters, he's fantastic. Uh, just everything the Braves could have hoped, could have wanted, and more. Um, Model says the Braves should be slight home favorites at, to, the, to the price of minus one eighteen. I'll take the Mets at plus one thirty nine with an A grade pick. I think the Mets are just not getting enough respect. I think they got a chance to win this. It's a coin toss type game. I don't know why the Braves are favored this much. I like Strider. Strider's really good, but Carrasco can match him. Mets have a better offense than the Braves. Both sets of relievers are fantastic. Uh, Diaz did pitch a couple days in a row there Friday, Saturday, not pitching Sunday. He should be available. And again, the rest of those Mets relievers are really good. Good starting pitching, great relievers, good offenses. I mean, this should be great baseball, plus 139. Uh, surprises me we got this value. It's an angry pick for me on the Mets. I'm not saying the Mets win. I just think the Braves should be very slight favorites. And this is tremendous value here on the Mets, in my opinion. Jake, what do you think? <laughs> I think the Braves, <laughs> I think the Braves win, but man, I'm, I'm not going to play a side in this one just because that uh, I don't have enough confidence in either side for it. I think it's incredible well, baseball, but um, and the pr- and the price you have to pay, right? Minus one fifty on the Braves is like it's it's it, I want to I want to make people make sure people understand this, right? I think the Braves are going to win does not equate to Braves minus one fifty is a smart pick, right? Yeah. I think the Braves are going to win is like sure again fifty two percent, fifty three percent, fifty five percent, whatever, right? Like. These, I think the Braves are going to win. The model thinks the Braves are going to win 54% of the time, right? But Braves minus 150, like, ooh, that's a different story now, right? Yeah, I was thinking, like, you know, looking ahead of stuff, I was thinking, like, one minus 110, minus 115, because I thought these two teams are very even rivalry, home, and all that. Like, it's uh, it's very – I don't want to pick a side in this one. But what I am playing, I'm playing both pitchers on their K props here. Um, we'll, we'll start with the Mets guy. Like, Carrasco is it, it incredible. Um, the Braves help him out. 
because they strike out, I think, the second most in the MLB right now. And they just, it's all the time, they're just up there around nine, 10 strikeouts. Uh, Carrasco has not, has uh, only gone under this. It's at five and a half. He's been under six once in his last five games. And he'll get, he'll go probably six ish, unless the Braves just beat him up. There's, uh, he goes right around six, rarely all the way up to seven, but rarely below it. Um, so I think it's fairly safe for him to get six strikeouts. That's what he had against the Braves last time. Um, then Spencer Strider, this guy's incredible. You can get his at six and a half at, at plus odds right now at a couple places. Um, so and it's kind of weird if you're looking at his whole, um, because he started as a reliever and everything. Right. But uh, so uh, when he's gone at least four innings all year, which is 12 times, um, eight of those, he's gone at least seven uh, strikeouts. And a couple of those, like 12, 13, 14 strikeouts, is crazy. So in the last time he went against the Mets, that he really got beat up. I think he's going to learn, especially being at home. He's been a much better pitcher at home. Um, I think he's going to get over that. I think he'll be close to eight or nine strikeouts with the way he pitches, especially at home. And I think he'll get to five-ish innings and then let the bullpen take over. Uh, but that's that's the ones I'm playing tonight. And I don't recommend parlaying those together because there's way too many things that can happen. But if if you're going to play them, I'm playing them both individually. And that's that's my play on this game. All right. Like I said, just keep it on the weather there. If the start game is delayed, those – those plays should be great, but if you're if you're getting there 30 minutes for game time and it looks like you may have a thunderstorm 30 yeah. minutes in an hour and that could really potentially affect things. The good news is though, the good news is and the safe thing for your play, Jake's for, for your plays there, Jake, is that uh, it should be a, it probably is a quicker thunderstorm which should allow the starters to go back and play, and that's the good news, right? The the, the, the thunderstorms in the south tend to be a lot of like a lightning downpour for. 15 minutes and then it clears, right? Uh, as opposed to, it's not one of those like hour and a half delays that'll kick the starting pitchers out. So the starting pitcher should be safe, should be fine there. But again, just keep an eye on the weather there uh, for those plays just in case. It, I don't think there's an issue there, but again, I just want to make sure that we're aware of that so that way you can't say it. And I didn't, I didn't say there was a chance that something goes wonky, but again, should be fine on those plays. Again, I like the Mets. Uh, and I'm like Jake, I think the Braves are more likely to win with these, this price here. Uh, we don't have to even win this half the time. And the Mets are a great investment. It should be a great baseball game and in a coin tossy type game. Plus 139, I think, makes a lot of sense. And then Jake is on both starters, strikeout overs. 740 Eastern, first pitch Royals at the Twins, mid 70s to start, 70 degrees to close. No real wind effect. It'll be under five miles an hour, mostly blowing across as well. Chris Bubich versus Joe Ryan. Bubich with a 5.02 ERA. Underline metrics say it should be a little bit better than that, but not by much. Below average pitcher, according to the database here. Joe Ryan, a 3.95 ERA. Underline metrics say it should be a little bit higher than that. A slightly above average pitcher for the Twins. Twins, of course, have a better offense, better relievers as well. The Twins should be favored in this game. The question is by how much. The model thinks. Minus 181 is a solid investment. The model thinks it should be higher than that to the tune of 198. So as long as the number starts with a one, I think it's a solid twins investment here. It's a pretty big edge. It's a B-plus pick. It's a pretty big mathematical edge. It's just like we talked about with some of the other ones. It's hard to give it an A grade because we're risking so much with these big favorites. I just don't want to be over-invested. But I think the Twins are a really solid play here. It's just the price is just not that exciting. But they should win this game. They're the better team all around, better pitching, start to finish, better offense at home. They should be solid favorites in this game. I don't think there's much else to say other than Twins 
are a much better team, and this price isn't as high as it should be. The Royals got their big win yesterday against the Dodgers. Kudos to them. That was a lot of uh, Brady Singer, as we talked about. It's a pretty solid pitcher. Uh, Chris Bubich, on the other hand, not a solid pitcher. I think the Twins are undervalued here, and I like them to take this one. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I think you hit it perfectly. There, there's not much more to say than the Twins are just better baseball team and better baseball team at home. I think it's an easy win. Yep, yep. Uh, model says total of 8.8. Total is actually 8.5. So model thinks it's fairly well priced in that one. 8.05 Eastern Short Time, A's at the Rangers. James Caprellian versus Glenn Otto. Uh, two very bad starting pitchers. Two very bad sets of relievers. More bad baseball. I mean, it's fun. We get like the Mets and Braves will be like a fun game. And then that Padres, most of the Marlins are good, but Sandy is right. You got some good games to watch. We got a couple more later. We're going to talk about here. There are some good games. And then you got some games like this. It's like, this is the price we got to pay, right? If the good teams, some of the good teams are playing each other, we got to deal with A's Rangers. Um, blah in this game. I mean, the model says it should be Rangers minus 133. So the model thinks this game is priced fairly well. Small edge on the A's here at plus 139. I'll take the A's with a lean, uh, a little bit of a mathematical edge little bit of both of these pitchers are garbage and the relievers are garbage, and so we need to get up. Rangers have better offense, for sure. They should be favored. They're at home. Um, Rangers more likely to win this game than not. But, I mean, plus 139 offers okay value. So I'll take the A's. But, I mean, there's just so much variability with both of these teams. You never really know what you're going to get. Like, I just, again, better investment opportunities, I think. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the Rangers are the better team. They should win. But we've also seen them do some really dumb stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm staying away just cause I, I don't trust athletics enough. Yeah. To yeah. Cover that. I, I don't like paying the price on the Rangers. So it's like, yeah, right. I don't want to even have to worry about checking on this game. Right. Right. Rangers minus minus one thirty. Sure. Let's do it. Right. Rangers minus minus one fifty, minus one sixty is like, ugh, like Glenn Otto is not good. Like I don't, I don't want to back a, a bad Rangers set of relievers and a mediocre offense with Glenn Otto. I'm not, I don't want to lay minus 150 or minus 160. I'm sorry. It's just too much for me. It's, it's A's or pass and passing makes a lot of sense. Again, a little bit of edge on the A's, so maybe a small investment on the A's, but I think passing makes a lot of sense too. It's, it's yeah. And, th- and this one, they're but, playing at a, they're playing at a time where I can't even go, Hey, yeah. If you know, if I hit a few other ones, I might throw a little bit on it just to hit the plus odds. It's not late enough in the night for me to, right. me to win. All right. Right, this one's in Oakland. It's late enough where you could be like, you could at least know you're winning a bunch of them, you've won a bunch of them, maybe have some fun with it. Yeah, not even the case here with the game in Arlington. <laughs> 810 Eastern start time, Dodge the Brewers. This one should be a really good one. Julio Urias versus Freddie Peralta, two very good starting pitchers. The ERAs for these two pitchers, drastically different. Urias 249, Peralta 437, but the underlying metrics have Peralta as the better pitcher this season. Something to take note of now, Peralta's only played in 10 games. But the underlying metrics say that Urias should be more in the mid-threes and Peralta should be more in the upper twos. So, again, that's why their ratings are pretty similar is that, you know, Urias is a very good pitcher for sure. Um, Peralta's biggest issue is the length, how deep he'll go in the game, of course. But I think both these pitchers are pretty good. Don't be fooled. I I wouldn't go into this game thinking that Urias is a much better pitcher. I think their starting pitchers are pretty much a wash here. Relievers pretty much a wash here, too. Dodgers relievers are better. The question is by how much. You never know who's going to pitch. So they're better, but maybe not by quite as much as um, we'd like to think here. Of course, the Dodgers offense is better for sure. I mean, there's no no 
denying that. But the game's in Milwaukee. I think the Dodgers should be favored, but not by this price again. And I tweeted about this yesterday with the Dodgers-Royals game. The model's really adjusting hard on the Dodgers because of how well they've played, really giving them a ton of extra boost. Like as Basically, I've turned the slider like as much as I can up on them. You can't give them any more of an edge here. And the model still says only Dodgers minus 122. It's an angry pick for me fading the Dodgers again. Brewers are plus 149. They've been an amazing team. The Dodgers are super good. I'm well aware of that. But on the road with a wash here with three starting pitchers and a wash with the relievers, the Brewers offense, that's kind of hit or miss. And they may score nothing, but they may score eight. You never really know what they're going to do. Plus 149 offers tremendous value. It's an angry pick for me. Again, I think the Dodgers should be favored, but not by this price. It's Brewers or pass. If you want to pass, that's fine. Fading the Dodgers is a scary proposition. But a price like minus 162 of the Dodgers on the road against a pitcher of Peralta's caliber just seems bonkers to me. Uh, a game that the model says maybe go over. Model says 8.3 for the total. The total seven and a half. Uh, again, it's tough to really know what to do with the Brewers totals because their offense is just so hit or miss. Uh, it's just a lot of variability there in that one. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this is one where I'm taking a chance on the Brewers offense, hoping they show up tonight. Um, they're going against one of the, one of the lesser end of the Dodgers pitchers, so this and they're throwing who was coming into the year is probably their ace. Uh, or no, I still no Burns is to be higher. Yeah, but uh, I mean he was he's up there. He's a very good pitcher, and, and I mean I'm, I just right now is the time to take a chance because I don't think it gets better for him. Um, and like you said, where they're going to price these Dodgers teams, it's going to be probably need close to a sweep to make to make money on the series. So I think tonight's a good night to take a chance on the Brewers. If their offense shows up, I think they get this one. Yeah, and it's it's like you said, it's, it, we talked a lot about this. Does their offense show up? You never really know. And it's not quite this simple, but it's like flip a coin if their offense shows up or not. Well, hey. If, it, if it's 50-50 and it shows up, plus 149 offers tremendous value, right? And, it, again, it's not that simple, right? It's much more complicated than that. But, yeah, if the, if the Brewers' offense shows up, again, they're so reliant on the long ball. If they get a couple home runs, Peralta is good enough to keep them in this game. Again, it doesn't mean the Brewers win this. It just means that plus 149 offers tremendous value. Like I said, it's, it, it, baseball's a long season, and if you just go with who you think is going to win everything and ignore the price, it's not going to be a, a, a good long-term investment. Right? The price on the Dodgers is just way too high. Yeah. 8-10 Eastern start time, Astros at the White Sox, low 70s for most of this game. Winds will be about 10 miles an hour across or out. It's going to be kind of in between there towards right field. Probably not a huge wind effect there since it's to right, not to left. Again, may check later back on this. Maybe it's shifted a little bit more out. Maybe it helps the hitters a little bit more. Maybe it's more across, more neutral. So it's kind of an out slash across wind towards right field there, about 10 miles an hour. Jose Urquidy versus Johnny Cueto. Uh, Arkady, 385 ERA, underlying metrics say he's probably just about a league average pitcher, though. Cueto, uh, 291 ERA, same sort of thing, though. The underlying metrics say it should be in the four. So two average starting pitchers. Uh, a White Sox offense that's against righties now projects actually below league average, uh, especially with Anderson out. Relievers are both solid for each team. Of course, the Astros have a huge edge on offense. The Astros should be favored here. The question is just by how much. The model says Astros minus 119. model says this game is priced very well. I'll take the Astros at minus 123, but I think it's a stay away at these prices. I don't think that's – it's a, another good game, I think, to watch. Um, Astros a better team. White Sox decent enough and, and have some potential. But, you know, in, in Chicago, it could be an interesting game. But um, 
not really a great edge in my opinion here. So I'll be on the Astros, but it's not a pick that I think has a ton of value. Uh, model says look under, says uh, go under nine. Model thinks 8.6 for the number of runs. It kind of makes sense, especially if that wind is more across than out to chillier nights. Um, both these pitchers are average. Hard to see the White Sox scoring a ton just because that offense, again, not really that impressive, especially unless they're facing a lefty. Um, Astros offense should score a few runs. Question is how many. And it should be a better game to watch, but again, hard to one hard game to really find an edge on, in my opinion. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, there's there's not a lot of value in this game. That I mean, I'm if I had to choose, I'm choosing the Astros to win this game. I think they're the better team. But in Chicago, Chicago seems to be playing a little better right now. I know Anderson's out, but they seem to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. So I'm going to stay away from this one just because I don't see the value and. It's not something I'm going to invest a lot in one way or the other here. Yeah, and it's and it's a lot tougher just given that you've got uh, two average starting pitchers that have a lot of variability. Like Cueto could give up a ton of runs. I don't think anybody would be shocked. Centerline metrics say he hasn't been that good this season. But he's had some good results, and if he throws six innings and gives up one run, nobody would be that shocked either, right? And the same thing with Arquiti. He's been kind of up and down. If he gives up some runs, people will be like, well, you know, he's been up and down, right? If he does well, people are like, oh, he's up and up and down, right? So it's like there's a lot of variability with these pitchers, which makes it just kind of a not as one that you feel really confident investing in that, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just one of those ones that with so many games today, you can be you can choose to be really picky and load up on some ones you really like. You know, it's not like you have to play your yeah. options are very limited. You've got a lot of games to play through tonight. So the, tonight's this one I'm dodging on. Yep, correctly, correct, correct there, I agree. Uh, 9.35 Eastern, first pitch, two late games here, the first of which is Seattle at the Anaheim, Los Angeles, Angels of whatever we're calling them these days. Around 80 degrees to start, low 70s to close. It should be a fantastic pitcher's duel in this one, Luis Castillo versus Shohei Otani. Uh, both these guys have around 270 ERAs. Castillo's underlying metrics more in the low threes. Otani's more in the mid twos. Obviously, Otani's a better pitcher, um, but Castillo's been fantastic here. Um, again, two really good starting pitchers, a below average offense for the Angels, uh, but the Mariners here should be favored. You know, the question is just by how much. Model says minus 128, so at minus 107, it's an A-grade pick. Uh, Otani's great, and he can't. he's the only player in baseball. He's the only player in baseball who can single-handedly literally win the game for you now that the pitchers don't hit, you know, in, in the NL. Uh, you know, you know, back in the day, you used to say, you know, Bumgarner could single-handedly you know, he could hit a home run, right? You know, and Bartolo Colon hit that one home run, which we'll never forget. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, the Mariners' offense is a lot better than this Angels' offense. Mariners relievers are a lot better than the Angels relievers. Otani's really good, but it's not like he's going up against, you know, a schlub. You know, he's going up against a really good pitcher in Castillo. I think this is a low-scoring pitcher's duel type game. The Mariners' goal here has just got to be make sure that Otani doesn't go eight innings, right? Get to that Angels bullpen. They probably don't need that many innings against him to score some runs. I think the Mariners at minus 107 offers great value. It's an A pick for me. Model says 7.3 for the total. So model likes going over six and a half. I'm not sure I would play over six and a half. Maybe just at a principle of six and a half totals are really low, but um, it's not what I'd be overly excited about with these two pitchers. I could easily see this game being one-to-one of the eighth inning. Um, 
like I said, I, I think Mariners are more likely to win this. Minus 107 is a really short price. Again, Otani's great, but Castillo's also really good. And then once you remove the starting pitchers, the Mariners are much, much better. Angels been winning some games lately, but I think that's, again, random variability, right? You can't look at the Angels winning games and be like, oh, now they're good, right? Because if you do that, then you're saying that the Yankees are bad, and that's not the case, right? The Yankees aren't bad. They just lost a few games. Angels aren't good. They just won a few games lately. They're still not a good baseball team. Mariners are a good baseball team. I like minus 107 here. It's tremendous value. A great play for me. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm all over the Mariners here every which way I can. Um, I don't know what Atani did in a past life to be sentenced to this Angels team. Where <laughs> he, he chose this Angels team, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, <laughs> he, can, he can go. He can have a game where he goes nine innings, 15 strikeouts, and three home runs, and they still lose. Like, it's yep. just outrageous what happens. Um, but so I'm all over the Mariners, especially with Castillo on the mound. He's been pitching out of his mind here lately. I'm also taking his over on the strikeout prop here too at six and a half. I know it's a little steeper odds around like minus 150-ish or whatever, but he hasn't been below seven since uh, July 3rd. He's, every game he's done out there, excluding the All-Star game where he throws one inning. So he can't he can't get seven. Can't get one inning. But I mean, well, I mean you could, but that would be really impressive. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's an all-star game, so you know, things happen. Well, to be fair, if I was catching, that probably would be what happened because I'm not sure I could catch <laughs> you know, his third strikes. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I mean, he's been on fire. Uh, they, this like this trade has really probably you know helped him out mentally a lot to get out of that red team where they're just losing. Yeah. Not that like they're going and, and going from one of the most hitter friendly ballparks in the league to one of the more pitcher friendly ballparks yeah. can't hurt either, right? Yeah, I mean all that's got to that's got to play in because I mean when you lose so many times, it's got to it's got to break down on you. But now he's on a team that's probably going to make the playoffs. Is pushing up there. So uh, I, I I really think they uh, he dominates this game, and I think the Mariners win this. I'm not going to parlay those two together as much as I want to because. Um, there's a, there's a good chance Otani can really win a game by himself. If he wasn't pitching, I definitely would. But so I'm not going to put them together. But I'm probably going to end up regretting that decision. But I'm taking the Mariners and the prop uh, separately. Yeah, Mariners minus 107, just great value here. Otani's fantastic, but like you said, every time he pitches, you can't help be re- reminded of the. Uh, Tungsten Armo Doyle or whatever that tweet was. Yeah. That, that if you if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's a, a fantastic tweet and and very very indicative of the Angels. Right, he can do incredible things. Now Trout's not there, but Trout does incredible things, and the Angels still somehow lose. It's right. it's it's something. But the, this Mariners team has been great to us. I expect them to continue that. Um, they they didn't win yesterday, and yesterday I said there wasn't really much of an edge. So again, for the for the most part. When we've backed off the Mariners, uh, that's when they've lost. And we've been on them for the most part. That's when they've been winning. So I like them here. It doesn't mean they will win. It just means I think they're much more likely than not to win. And 107 is a great price. The closest up, 945 Eastern first pitch. Diamondbacks at the Giants. It's mid-60s for the most part in San Francisco. Winds will be blowing out to start, but dying down as the night goes on. Again, a park that's built to minimize the wind effects. Model thinks the total's priced fairly accurate. Model says 7.9 totals, actually 8. So it's a stay away there. Madison Bumgarner versus Alex Cobb. Bumgarner's a below-average pitcher here. ZRA's ballooned up to 413. The underlying metrics say it should actually be a half run higher than that. Alex Cobb, on the other hand, 415 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the upper twos. Cobb's a much better starting pitcher. I like him a lot. 
both bullpens are terrible. That Giants bullpen yesterday tried to blow us that Pirates game. Thankfully, the Pirates bullpen was worse. I always make the comment, and the Pirates aren't playing today, so it's saying every time the Pirates play, play, I feel like I have to say you can count on the Pirates bullpen to give up runs. And sure enough, thankfully for us, they gave up enough runs yesterday, but that Giants bullpen gave up a ton of runs to a crappy offense like the Pirates there yesterday. And that's the biggest thing with this Giants team. And the reason they're taking a huge step back is that bullpen has been, last year, lights out phenomenal this year. Truly terrible. Offensively, the Giants have a better offense, but the Giants facing a lefty and the Dimebacks facing a righty, the model thinks these two offenses are actually pretty comparable. The Giants are extremely left-handed heavy. And of course, they traded one of their better right-handed bats away at the deadline. Diamondbacks a little bit more left-handed heavy should have more success against the righty. So the model says the offenses are are a wash. The model says the Diamondbacks have a better bullpen. Not that the Diamondbacks bullpen is good, but it's better than the Giants. That the only edge the Giants have here, other than being at home, is with regards to the starting pitcher. Model says the Giants should be favored, but only to the tune of minus one forty-three. So I'm on the Diamondbacks at plus one sixty-three. It's just tremendous value on the Diamondbacks. It's Diamondbacks are pass. For me at this point, the Giants at minus 180 is just way too steep to get behind. That bullpen can completely blow any game. And that's the biggest thing with Cobb is that he's not been a guy who's gone deep. And that means a lot of innings for the Giants relievers. I think the Diamondbacks have a chance here at plus 163. doesn't mean I think they win. just means I think they win enough times to make this a profitable long-term investment. Um, Like I said, I think the bottom line to me is you can't lay this giant price knowing the Giants' bullpen is going to be prominently involved. And again, with these offenses being mostly a wash with regards to the versus lefty righty stuff. I think the Dimebacks at plus 163 makes a lot of sense. It's a B grade pick for me, almost A grade value, but given that we're going to profit so much off it, I didn't need to invest that third unit. But again, close to A grade value here on the Diamondbacks with regards to the difference between what the model thinks and what the number we can actually get is. Jake, what do you got for us? I was try- I'm trying to make my decision here. I was listening to you. Uh, I mean, I'm just so scared of this Diamondbacks offense. <laughs> Sorry, mailman's coming through. Uh, <laughs> the dogs are scared too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a scary offense. They they agree with you. They were just letting you know that yes, they are also afraid of this Diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah, it's, but uh, I mean, it is a uh, hard. I think I think you got me though. I think I'm going to go with them. I think I want to roll with it, especially with the late game. I'm not, I'm going to treat it as a C pick right now like with one unit and then if things go well, I'm going to add on to it. Cause you know, you know I, I, I kind of like this time back team. I don't know why. Like I just enjoy them. I, I, uh, Cause I like Merrill Kelly. I like, like a gallon, for some reason, everybody wants to give Joey Gallo crap, but uh, Walker's barely batting his weight and, and hitting home runs with every, every other swing. Yeah. So it's like if he's, if he's getting a hit. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. So, like I said, I'm going to treat it as a C pick right now and then may it go down to and add some more units as the night goes on. Yeah. Biggest concern in this game is Keto Marte, who uh, had a hamstring issue at the end of yesterday's game. I don't know if he's going to play or not. That's obviously something to keep an eye on. Even if he doesn't play, I still think there's value on the Diamondbacks. It's just, it, it just, that kind of, kind of like you said, that could determine exactly how heavy you go on this as you get to later in the game if he, if he is going to play or not. Um, if he doesn't play, I still think there's value on the Dimebacks because their offense is their offense is kind of scrappy. Comes together, figures out a way to score some runs, and again, it's not hard to figure out how to score runs against this Giants set of relievers. Um, if if he does play, of course, that just makes it even that much more valuable. So he would be uh, the biggest thing to keep an eye on there if he's able to play with that hurt hamstring from yesterday or not. Uh, at this point, I haven't heard either way. It feels like a toss up situation. But again, I think there's edge on the Dimebacks either way. The question is just how much. 
based off his availability. All right, I will recap the eight picks here for So I got the Orioles plus 141 at the Blue Jays. Got the Mets plus 139 at the Braves. Got the Brewers plus 149 at home against the Dodgers. And the Mariners minus 107 at the Angels. The benefit of these eight plays with all these plus odds, right? If you go two and two, that's a profitable night there, no matter which two even win. Uh, so a lot of good odds there. And just take note again, uh, B plays have been doing really well over the last three weeks. There's a lot of B plays here that I really like that didn't quite get to that A grade territory just because of the odds being really steep. But that doesn't mean that I like them any less. So a lot of really good B plays today, in my opinion, as well. Uh, Jake, any parting words for us? Yeah, uh, college football season right around the corner. Make sure you uh, shameless plug here. Make sure you check out our uh, college football preview shows when you get a chance. I mean, just get prepared for this upcoming season. Yeah, it's a good. I, I I probably should say that more often. I'm terrible at promoting, right? This is not. I do the math. I watch. I watch the games. I do the math, right? This is what I do. The fact that I'm even doing, able to get up here, you know, and, and figure out how to record and do all the uploading stuff is kind of a miracle. But uh, yes, absolutely, it's a great point by you, sir. We do have the three college football preview episodes that we did. We gave away best bets for season long investments. If you haven't listened to those, watch those yet. Uh, those are also permanently up. I have made a special page on the website there for those. So check those out. Yeah, college football season's right around the quarter. I know Cousin Jared is uh, probably literally biting his fingernails off just waiting for the season, just anxious to get the, to get going. All right, well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out that Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel jumped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.